2: It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. Four. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning <laughs> and then someone hands you a baby. <laughs> this is the Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 11:60 a.m.
0: Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I often talk on this show about the mother that you think you're supposed to be versus the mother that you actually are. And I want to talk about this concept today with my guest, Rachel Nielsen. Rachel hosts a Declutter Your Motherhood workshop, and she has her own podcast. Rachel. Rachel. Thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, my gosh. You're going to change lives today with this con- this conversation because this is a concept that, for me, took me a while to grasp, right? I, I thought for a long time after I had a baby about uh, this is... I'm supposed to do all these things as a mom, right? I'm supposed to never let them watch TV. I can't possibly feed them junk food. I don't even really like reading to them. Like, I am just (laughs) failing at all these things, Rachel. How do you teach women how to declutter their motherhood?
1: So I went through the exact same journey with a whole bunch of shoulds that didn't fit me. And um, over the years, that got better and better. But just last year, so I've been a mom for eight years, just last year, a friend came to help me professionally organize my house. She flew to my house. She did every closet, drawer, nook and cranny with oh, me, which amazing. was incredible. Yeah. Yes. And while we were doing this physical decluttering process, I realized that it was very similar to the process that I had taken over the last seven years and that I could encourage other mothers to to declutter, like on the inside. Yeah. And that many of the steps are the same that you would do when you're decluttering a closet as you would do when you're kind of decluttering your inner motherhood closet or all of these shoulds that you have.
0: Yeah. This is such an amazing concept. Okay. I want to dive into a little bit deeper. But before we get there, share with me how you got here today as far as your motherhood journey goes. You have two kids. Yes. And share a little bit about, a little bit with me about how, uh, how this all came to be.
1: And that is a, it, It goes right along with decluttering your motherhood. So, I taught high school English for five years before my son was born, and I loved teaching. Um, But I was very ready to give it up and stay home. I was raised in a culture where most of the women that I admired, that's what they did. I thought it's what I wanted to do was to be home with them. And I fought hard for this baby. So, I went through infertility. Um, He's adopted, and we went through a couple of years of birth moms contacting us and then changing their minds.
0: Oh, my gosh. What an exhausting process. It was
1: exhausting. And we also were doing fertility treatments at the same time. So just so much heartache. I wanted this baby so much. I thought I was just going to love every minute of stay-at-home motherhood. And then he was born and I found myself totally out of my element as far as I knew how to teach, I knew how to communicate and to prepare a great lesson and a thesis statement. I did not know how to do anything with this baby. None of my gifts were being used anymore. Everything I was doing was new and outside of my comfort zone. And I was really unhappy. And people would say, oh, you must be loving every minute of this because I'd waited for this baby. Right. And then I would just think. I'm not, and does that make me a bad mom? And why don't I love this more? And also,
0: can we stop saying that to women? Like, aren't you loving this? Can we can we
1: stop doing that? Why don't yeah? <laughs> like, a better question is, how are you doing? Yes, or you how know? has the change been? Yes, yes. Because some women do. Thrive immediately and just love it, and it fits them and their natural gifts. I think all mom have some all moms have some struggles going sure. into new motherhood, sure, but it is definitely more natural for some women, and they might say to you, "I truly am loving almost every moment of this, yeah, but it just can't it shouldn't be an assumption, yes, that all moms are going to just naturally transition and love it, and I was so unhappy and depressed and felt so much guilt that i didn't love it more. And I should love it and yes. I should be nurturing. Because
0: why? Because you're told growing up, this is your your purpose in life.
1: Yes. Right? Yes. And I loved him fiercely. Of
0: course you did. Yes. Of course you did. This wouldn't have all been so painful if you didn't love him fiercely.
1: Yes. And so, but I was just really, really unhappy as a stay-at-home mom. But I fought it out and just every day did my best, really put in the effort to make the most of that time A couple years later, I got pregnant through IVF with my daughter, and um, so she's another miracle baby, and then fought it out for a few more years as a full-time stay-at-home mom. I did some writing on the side, but really missed teaching. Knew I didn't want to go back to teaching full-time, mostly because of all the grading. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So many essays. (laughs) Um, And then I finally realized one day that it was okay for me to pursue something outside of motherhood. And decided to start my podcast.
0: Was there anything that was a catalyst for you getting to the point of realizing it was okay not to love it or to work outside the home? Or what got you to that point?
1: I was, there was just years of tears and prayers and discussing with my family members and them saying they they were telling me. I
0: know. Isn't that so interesting? My journey sounds oddly similar to yours where even my husband is like, just go work if yes. you want to work, yes. right? And it's like, okay, I know it's 2019. I know it is so simple for me to just go to work, but why am I having such a tug, a tug of war with yes. this decision?
1: Because my sisters, my dad, everyone was saying, you know, you can work, like do what you find something. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I can. Yeah, it's
0: not that simple because our our belief in caring for our children runs
1: deep. Yes, and our desire to do it well yes. runs so deep. And so after all those years, I don't know if there's like a single moment that I can pin it on. But just slowly, I really feel like it was like God telling me, you're okay. Like the way you... You are I made you that way on purpose. Right. And if you have these gifts and these instincts and you can use them and you can you still are a good mom that, even if you use those gifts outside of your home.
0: That is such an amazing amazing place to get to, right where you realize that what you are doing, what you feel called to do, you are doing and it only makes you a better mother.
1: Yes. Even absolutely. if it's not
0: being with them 24-7. Even if it means spending less physical time with them. hmm Right?
1: Yes. And I've definitely experienced that, that I am a much happier person, which means I'm a much happier mom since starting to use my gifts more fully.
0: And your children are getting the best version of you and i truly believe that is the best parenting tool in in all of it. Yes. Right? Like okay, feed them healthy food, of course. yada yada. I know how to do that, but
1: or i don't know how to do that. Or or i don't do that.
0: But <laughs> but what i'm saying is being the best version of you and them you modeling that for them is the best thing you can teach them.
1: Absolutely. And it
0: only comes from living your best life and and being you. Yes. Whatever that means for each individual. Yes. Okay, awesome. Rachel Nielsen uh, is the voice you're hearing over there. She hosts a workshop called Declutter Your Motherhood. When we come back on The Mom Show, we're going to dive into how. How do we do this, Rachel? We need your help coming back on The Mom Show.
2: You've joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio.
0: Welcome back into the mom show today. Thank you for joining us. We're talking about this concept of decluttering your motherhood. This is a concept created by my guest. Rachel Nielsen. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Okay, so now you teach women how to declutter their motherhood. You host workshops. You have a podcast of your own. Uh, I want to get into the nitty-gritty of what this looks like in our everyday lives. Uh, and over the next three segments, we're going to kind of break down each of your three steps that you have for decluttering your motherhood. Yep. So, Rachel, lay it on us. How When we talk about declutter our motherhood, what does that even mean?
1: So, as I mentioned, the, this is a very similar process to a physical decluttering okay. of a space. Okay. So, when my friend came and helped me professionally organize my house, she had me go to my closet and take everything out of the closet. So, before, I'd always just thumbed through it and, like, looked and thought, oh, I still like that. I think that still fits me. What? It's a completely different, more deliberate process when you pull it all out Lay it all out on the beds, sort it into categories, and decide consciously what is worth putting back in.
0: It's kind of like the Marie Kondo, like, does this spark joy? Yeah, we will get to that. Okay, (laughs) I'm jumping the gun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so so step one, if you're doing like an internal decluttering, is to get everything out of the closet. So Mm -hmm. get out a sheet of paper and brainstorm and write down everything. All of the shoulds that are weighing heavily on you right now, all of the things that are making you feel guilty, all the things that you – even that you want to be doing. It's not even like these shoulds that you don't want. There's so many things we want to be doing as moms. Yeah. But there's just not time to do it all. So write it all. Brainstorm it all out. Write it all on the sheet. And it's basically a big brain dump, like me taking everything out of my closet and seeing all of the clothes that yeah. i that I own.
0: if you sh- will share some of your shoulds, I'll share some of mine, okay <laughs> will you share um
1: yeah, <laughs> so one thing that I came across during that process with my friend was I came across a book called "A Hundred Days to Teach Your Child How to Read," okay, and it immediately sparked guilt for me because I'm a former English teacher. I thought that I would love teaching my kids how to read. And I had never even cracked this book, even though I thought I should. I even thought I want to, but right. I just hadn't. And so I looked at the book and I'm like, am I gonna really am I gonna give this away or am I gonna continue to hang on to this even though it's been on my shelf for four years and we've never opened it. And with a little internal digging, I realized I don't wanna teach my kids how to read. I just like reading to my kids. Ah, Their okay. teachers can teach them how to read. I don't and so I let that book go. Um, So that is one of my shoulds. And it's resurfacing again because I have a daughter who just started kindergarten who I never worked with on any of her letters, on any of that. She went to a Waldorf preschool where they did like baking and gathering eggs and hiking, but they never really did academic stuff. Uh And I felt a lot of guilt this summer. Like, is she ready? Yeah. I'm a teacher. I should have prepared her. And I didn't. And so those, those are some of my shoulds.
0: Yes. Uh it's interesting that that you you were able to identify what what belief essentially was causing you that pain. Mhm. Right? Like I should have been reading to her. That was just a thought that your brain thought was a fact. Yes. And was causing you to feel miserable.
1: Yes. And I was reading to her. I just wasn't teaching her sure. how to do it. I wasn't working with her on it.
0: Sure. I think my shoulds are stuff like, I should love this more. I should want to stay home with them. Mm. Yeah. And I feel a lot of, I, I I shouldn't say I feel a lot of guilt because I don't really feel the guilt as I'm, like, leaving or anything. But part of me just wonders, what's wrong with me that I don't?
1: Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I feel like so many of these things are much deeper than just, like, Teaching her to read—it's—it's it's those things that you just said that, like culturally, perhaps, yeah, we've been taught that we should feel a certain way, and yes. even if that was never said, right. it was something that we sort of perceived. Yep, that's harder to let go of.
0: It's a yeah a cultural message that we internalized mm-hmm. essentially, and yeah, like you said, not not implicit, not explicit, but implicit. Yes, right within the larger culture and society. Yes. So what do you recommend for women as we're, you know, getting all these thoughts out on paper, all of these shoulds, how do we then address them? Where do we go from here?
1: So one thing that I do recommend when you're doing this, getting it all out, is to think about different categories, just like I would categorize my like pants. I put all my pants together and then I'd go through them, all my shirts together and I'd go through them. So think about some different categories that may have been influences like um did this come from my family of origin uh. did this come from my religion did this come from my friends the people that I that are in my social circle did it come from my education and that kind of gives you a framework to really analyze why do i have this should for myself
0: oh my gosh that's amazing
1: and then you can decide if it's something that actually fits you that you want to keep or It's sort of outside of yourself. So you can say, okay, this is where I got this from and I don't – I either can choose because it does really align with who I am or – I can say I'm gonna let that one go because that didn't come from inside of me. That came from outside of me.
0: That's such an amazing concept. I can tell you for a fact that my mother loved having children. It was her life's mission and work and purpose. She stayed home with them. She still to this day wants us back there. She lives in Atlanta every single day. Right? (laughs) Like this is. And I'm not saying I don't feel that way about my children, but this was her goal in life. And she was probably
1: very good at it. She was
0: very good at it, and and you know, just her her purpose, right? Yes. And for me, for a long time, feeling guilty and shame that that wasn't me and thinking that's what I was supposed to be, I know now that I, I just got that from her modeling that. She never said that to me, right? Mm-hmm. She never said, you have to stay home with your children or, you know, yeah. they're going to be failures in society. <laughs> like nobody literally says that to you, but that's the message I got from watching her
1: and so often it is because you love and admire these people it's not like oh why did they give me that should it's like i really love and admire the way that they've done this and so naturally that we think that we want to do it that way too we want to emulate that yes and it's possible to love and admire how somebody else did something and recognize that it's not how you have to do it
0: yes yes and that's really where i got to it was like i'm not my mother I don't have to be. Right. I can still be a fantastic mother and not do it the way she did it.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So is that what you recommend for women when we get to this point? You've you've got all your shoulds down on paper. You're starting to categorize them. Uh, is this a new step that we take on or yes. is this part of the so, same step?
1: So that's all part of step one. And then... Do you want me to go into step two? Let's take
0: a break because I want to dive deeper into step two. Okay. Uh, We're talking with Rachel Nielsen. She, of course, hosts a workshop called Declutter Your Motherhood. I think every woman should do this. This I'm learning so much about myself (laughs) right now.
1: Thank you.
0: We'll be right back on The Mom Show.
1: It's
2: the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning and then someone hands you a baby. <laughs> this is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
0: Welcome back into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am talking with Rachel Nielsen. She has a workshop called Decluttering Your Motherhood. She also hosts a podcast called 3 and 30. If you're looking, Looking for another podcast to listen to? You can go check that out. Um, but, Rachel, we've been talking about this concept of decluttering your motherhood, and you've likened it unto a physical decluttering, like of a closet. Mm -hmm. And we previously discussed step one, where you take everything out of said closet, you lay it on the table, and then you start to put it in categories. Mm -hmm. And you're saying we don't literally do this with our brains. We figuratively do this with the thoughts in our head, right?
1: Mm -hmm. So you have to write it out. You have to get it out of your brain, write it out, and sort of what are all of the shoulds that are weighing heavily on me as, you know, being a, quote, good mother, good wife, whatever it might be. And then once they're all out on the sheet of paper, you can start to really sort through them and decide what you want to keep and what you want to let go of. And that's step two.
0: Okay. How do we do this?
1: So you mentioned earlier Marie Kondo. And yes, we will be talking about Marie Kondo. So um, many people are familiar with her famous method from the life changing magic of tidying up where she says that you take physical items and you hold them And you decide if they spark joy for you. And um, she's so funny. She says, you know, it gives you a little king.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My problem is I start to hold all my clothes and I'm like, oh, what if I need this one day when it's 62 degrees, 62.5 degrees? I might need this sweater.
1: (laughs) But does it spark joy? I don't know. Like That's more like anxiety. Yeah, I can't
0: tell the difference between my anxiety, joy, and worry. I don't know. (laughs) It's all muddled in there.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, do you love it? Does it really fit you? Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's what it comes down to. And and I advise women who take my workshops to do the same thing with that list of shoulds. So look back at that list and go down each item one by one and sort of figuratively holding it in your hands and deciding, do I love this? Do I, do I, does it, does it fit who I am and yeah. my unique gifts? Is it something that I want To continue to have in my life, in my motherhood closet, or do I want to let it go? So, for example, like, um, I always thought, like, good moms have their kids in sports. Yeah. And so we've signed my son up for soccer. He's done it every year. And he hates soccer. And you know what? I kind of hate driving him to soccer. (laughs) Right. So when I list it out and I have it on there that, like, I should have him in soccer, I can look at that critically and say, Why am I doing this? This doesn't spark joy for me. It doesn't spark joy for him. It's gone. We're cutting it. Yeah. You know? And some are a little bit deeper and might make you feel more guilt. Yeah. Um, I have a, a woman at one of my workshops who said that she realized that she really, really doesn't like reading to her kids. Yeah. And she said, like, what kind of a mother does that? Like, you're like you need to read to your kids for their brains to develop.
0: I was at the pediatrician yesterday and lied on that little survey that said, are you reading to your kids? (laughs) I said, yes, of course I am, but not always. Yes. So
1: she and I talked through it and I said, if you really value that, that you, first of all, you don't have to do anything as a mom. You do not have to do anything. So own what you're doing, be either don't do it or own that you're doing it because you want to do it.
0: Or that you feel like you should do it.
1: Yes. Right? Yeah, but even
0: if you're doing it because you feel like you should, you can still own that.
1: Yes, because it's connected to like one of your core values. Yeah. So even though it's not fun, you know, this spark joy concept can get a little muddled because it's like, does that mean the only things that you do with your children are things that are fun? Right. No, there's plenty of hard things that you do, but it's because... They're tied to a value that really sparks joy for you. Mm. And so then you can own it and say, I'm doing this because I want to, because this is that important to me. Um, so going back to the book, my this woman who didn't want to read to her kids, I'm like, if you really value that, but you don't want to do it, what are some other ways that you could get that need met for them? You know, I said, what about your husband? Does he like reading to them? She said, actually, he really likes reading to them. I'm like, every night, Dad and Dad. every night, like yeah. that can be his thing. Yeah audio books. So you could even hire like a neighbor girl who's 10 to come over for a few dollars and you don't have to tell her, I really don't like reading to my kids because, you know, that's maybe going to be embarrassing. Just right. tell her, hey, I have to get some work done. I could really use your help. Can you read my kids the stack, the stack of books? Yeah. And 10-year-old girl will have fun doing that. She'll make a little money. That need will be met. So just, I really encourage women to think outside the box in their lives instead of just Thinking, I have to do it all. I have to be everything and do everything for my kids. Yes. How else can you get that need met if it's something that really does not spark joy or fit you?
0: Or, I mean, I think what you're saying is you can either choose to think outside the box or you can drop it all together.
1: Yeah, you can drop but, it all together. But if
0: it's not something you want to drop, then at that point, look outside the box and how can you meet this need without you having to be the one to
1: yeah, do it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: that's really interesting. So what's next? What I'm like just glued to this process. It's so fascinating.
1: (laughs) So after you go through and you sort through all of those shoulds and you decide what you want to keep and what you want to toss out, you're going to find that you have a lot more space in your, so like in your closet, you know, you put everything back in and you inventory it and you realize that there's a lot of space available now and that's when the fun begins.
0: If you're like me, you go buy more clothes. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: like you can you once you have mental space, you can add things that you're actually really excited about, that really fit you, that spark joy for you, and that's true for a physical space as well as emotionally. So often as moms, I think we forget why we wanted to be mothers. We forget about those dreams that we had of You know, family trips or one woman said that she always dreamed of sitting around the piano and singing show tunes with her kids. Right. And I'm like, have you done that? She's like, no, because we're so busy with all this other stuff. I'm like, well, cut some of the other stuff and consciously bring in some things that really add magic for you that you love, that you want to do.
0: Well, and also just being present when you're doing the things. I know that when I clear out that mental junk and mental too much stuff in my closet. I then am actually, without even really realizing it, more present and saying, oh, I'm actually enjoying my kids right now. Mm -hmm. I'm actually having fun with them on this trip that we're able to go on or whatever it is. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And it's just once you can dream again, then the joy comes back into your life. And one of the exercises that I do with women is I tell them like, dream without restraint. So similarly to what we did where we wrote out all of our shits. I'm like, take your dream, write down a dream and like brainstorm every way that you could possibly make it happen. Yeah. Even if it's completely far-fetched, like just write it down. Right. Because then your brain gets in the mode of like, I'm allowed to entertain this for a second. It yes. may never happen, but I'm allowed to go there. And um, then, you know, you can start to strategize maybe ways that are a little bit more, reasonable sure. for your life sure. but first you got to kind of give yourself permission to to dream wildly to talk to your partner if you have one some trusted friends and just say how can we start to make this joy more a part of our daily lives and I do think that when you add more joy into your life you're more able to endure those things that aren't joyful and get through them and they don't because your spirit is lighter yes cause you're because you're happier and so you're like yeah this This thing that I have to do, it's not the best. We're going to get through that because my life is really full and exciting versus every day being sort of full of drudgery yeah you just can't bear that all the time every day
0: yes this is so amazing rachel nielsen of course uh hosts uh, another podcast called three and thirty she also uh, hosts these workshops called declutter your motherhood so women can actually come to these and learn this whole process right yes
1: and do it right there We, we we take the time to go through every step you fill out the steps you leave with an action plan
0: okay so where can people find you if they want to come to one of these workshops
1: so go to and 30 podcast.com forward slash workshops and I do in-person events as well as online options.
0: Oh perfect. So if you can't get to one of the workshops or like you just had one, yes. maybe they can do it online. Yes. So perfect. Rachel said, when we come back, wrap this whole process up for us of how to declutter your motherhood when we come back on the mom show.
2: Back inside the mom show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome
0: back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. If you've missed any of the past three segments, wherever you podcast, just search for KSL Mom Show and you'll find us there. You can listen to my conversation with Rachel Nielsen, who is my guest today. She hosts a workshop called Declutter Your Motherhood. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Thank you for joining us today. Um, Okay, when I say us, it's just me. Thank you for joining me today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And everyone listening. And
0: everyone listening. I totally appreciate it. Um, Okay, so we've been talking about this concept of decluttering your motherhood, which essentially what you're saying is it is cleaning out the closet in your mental space, right? So a lot of times as moms, we have these ideals of what, quote-unquote, good moms do. Mm Mm-hmm right we and this this comes from every interaction we have in life growing up right so we have our our culture and our society that gives us you know like this is what mom good mom should do and then we have like our family family culture right where it's like oh my mom did this so a good mom does this mm-hmm. and You know, we get it from commercials and movies that we see like, oh, motherhood is just so lovely and wonderful. Like everyone's happy taking care of their kids. We see it in Johnson & Johnson commercials, right, where they're just like lovingly bathing their children. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, my kids scream like a drowned rat when I tried to bathe him the first time. (laughs) So we're getting these things all over the place. And if you're not careful, you can really internalize a lot of these messages and start to think, This is the mother I'm supposed to be. Why am I not having this experience? Yes. So you teach women how to undo all of that.
1: Yes. Try to get rid of all of that mental, emotional clutter. Get it out of your closet, your inner closet, and only have things in there that are really aligned with your values that fit you, that you love. Yeah. Build a life around that and build your unique motherhood story around your gifts instead of all these shoulds that come from somewhere else.
0: That's such an amazing shift for anyone who's like, I'm just failing at motherhood, right? I I, I can imagine that there's a lot of women who just believe that they're supposed to be one way in motherhood. And we kind of have this notion in our culture that's like, motherhood should be done one way,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? And if you're not doing it that way, then you're failing at it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like motherhood should be done one way. Yes. And yet a thousand things go into that. Like right. the the one way that we often perceive has so many expectations attached to it right. that it's just not possible to right. do it all. So, you know, I, I read an article once where she talked about how. We've made this like conglomeration of so many like moms, like the Kelly Ripa mom, the um, Ma from Little House on the Prairie, like all of these moms, Marmy from Little Women, but we've turned them all into one person. Yeah. And we think that we need to be do and be all of that instead of just recognizing and loving the unique strengths of individual women and not saying we have to do it all.
0: Yes. And I feel like in this day and age, in 2019, parenthood is just like a bombardment of what it's supposed to look like, right? And and I don't know if it's more so now. Uh, it might be a factor of social media being—it's in our face a lot more, right? We see it a lot more. We see other people's happy moments as opposed to their failures online, right? I mean, what do you think as far as like—this isn't a new concept per se, but maybe we're just seeing it more now?
1: I think that's it. I think— I think that because we have access to seeing the lives of so many amazing women, then again, we combine it all and think, well, we should be able to do all of that. Yeah. Whereas maybe in previous generations, there just wasn't as much exposure. Sure. So you really, I'm sure there was still pressure with like keeping up with your neighbors or the women that you admired at church, but there just wasn't so many different influences coming in that we get with media.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so you've walked us through on the show of uh, this process of decluttering your motherhood, and you say you have three steps for it. Will you recap those for me really quick?
1: Yep. So the first thing that you do is you empty out your closet. Um, So the way you would do that emotionally is to— Write out, get a brainstorm, and write out all of the shoulds that are weighing heavily on you, the things that you think that you should be doing for your kids that maybe you're not, not even just for your kids, also for yourself, for your marriage, all of it. And then step two is to go through each item on the list and Marie Kondo it. So you're kind of holding it in your hands or your heart for a second and asking, does this spark joy for me? Does this fit me? Um, This expectation I have for myself And then deciding some that you can just completely eliminate and say, that actually doesn't fit me. I don't have to do it. Right. Um, If my kids don't like sports, I don't have to put my kids in sports. Done. Cross it off. Right. Or there may be things that you think that's really not my gift, but it does really tie back to one of my core values. And so I'm going to figure out a way to manage it, to make it happen for my kids or to outsource it and have them get that somewhere else, like at school or in an activity. Right. Um, And and I think
0: you really have to be conscious too of, of, and you mentioned this before, like where the beliefs come from. Yes. Because if you're saying, okay, just drop sports, well, maybe you have a a dad at home who's like, your kids will play sports or is implicit, you know, like implicitly implying that he wants all your kids to play sports. Or maybe you have, you see other women doing this and and this is what you think motherhood's supposed to look like. And so you... It's really hard sometimes to untangle all of those.
1: For sure. And a lot of times if you are married, you're in a partnership with another parent who has opinions about what your kids should be doing and sometimes even what you should be doing. Right. And so that requires a conversation about how you're not going to do that thing anymore and here's why or a conversation about, hey, if you really value this for the kids, How can we make it happen in a way that is also doable for me? Right. It's a give and take in every partnership. And um, so that's something that we dive into in my workshops is what how do the expectations of your spouse affect what's in your closet? And Mm. are they real expectations or are they perceived expectations? Right. Has has anyone actually said to you that they want you to do that thing, or do you just think that they do? Yeah. And then Just because somebody wants you to doesn't mean you have to. Right. But there may be give and take there where you have a discussion and communicate what you are feeling and wanting. Um, One of my favorite things to say is ask for support, not permission. Yes. And so just asking for the support to make the changes that you want to make so that you can have more joy in your life, which will make you a more joyful mother and wife, and human.
0: That's so amazing. I was thinking about a conversation I had with my husband the other day where I kind of talked to him about a dream, a goal that I had, and I basically just said, you know, in order for me to accomplish this, this is what it's going to have to look like at home. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it is that that concept of like, okay, I, I need time to pursue me too, right? Yeah. I can't pursue me if I'm doing two jobs, the kids and work and yes. all the other things, yes. right? yes.
1: And I think it's really important to note, like, you can't say, I want to do this, therefore you have to do this to your spouse. But you can say, I want to do this, therefore we need to get some help. We need to make an arrangement. Because if your spouse doesn't want to do what you're asking him to do, that's not fair either. You're just doing the exact reverse. Right, right. But just acknowledging that there's options where you can both live a f- like a life that's in alignment Yes, where you're both, you know, living true to your gifts and your kids are well supported too. It yes. d- doesn't have to look a certain way in every family.
0: And is there a third step? Did we, did we cover the two?
1: Yeah, that was just the first two. And okay. then the third is once you've cleared out that mental clutter, you will have room and space to add in the things that really light you up, bring you joy, um, the things you love to do with your family. You can bring those in and emphasize them.
0: That's so amazing. I I feel like people can do this on their own, but at the same time, it would be so helpful to go to one of your workshops and just do it all right there. Like yeah. sometimes when you're trying to better yourself, you need like a specific time period to do it. Right? It's not just like oh, I'll get to that because you yes. never get to it. Yes. Right? Where can people find your workshops and and go to one or or you have a program online too? Yes. Right?
1: Yes. So um, my workshops. So I'm I have a podcast called Three and Thirty Takeaways for Moms. And so if you go to 3 and 30 podcastcom forward slash workshops, you'll see whatever offerings there currently are for workshops as well as an online option.
0: Rachel, you're my hero. You're oh. going to declutter motherhood everywhere.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh,
0: my gosh. So amazing. Rachel Nielsen, of course, my guest today. You can go find her uh, wherever you podcast as well. Thanks for being here again.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: We'll see you next week on The Mom Show.